What's up? It's the publisher here, Mr. Kelly Cole, and you're rocking with MTMV Sports. Keep it locked. Well, good evening, everybody. It is your boy, the professor, a.k.a. the human almanac, Dante Pryor Sr., uh, coming at you live from the professor's office this evening. Flying solo. Uh, fortunately, uh, the rest of the band, MVP JT and uh, uh, Connie, Connie Westside from the best side, uh, are not going to be here this evening. But we're going to hop to it. So let's just dig right in. Uh, th this college football offseason is almost over. Spring practice in many places are in a month. Certain schools have, have already started uh, spring workouts. Spring games start in April. So the offseason is almost over, and we've had no shortage of headlines. So listen, but I want you to do me a favor. If you're here and if you're watching live, like 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 subscribe to mt mv sports uh and listen if you love it and you want to spread the word by all means please share with your friends so let's hop to it let's get to some headlines so the first headline comes out of the acc a conference that i cover for saturday blitz and clemson and fsu more fsu than clemson they want a bigger revenue share of the acc tv deal so it's, it's, it's kind of a lot going on in this. So let, let's nutshell this real quick. So if you haven't heard, um, the Big Ten is they are uh, – they, they got a new deal. Uh, the SEC got a new deal, I want to say, maybe two or three years ago. The Big 12 just inked a new deal. Uh, but the ACC was really the first of the conferences to get the big television deal – they got it with ESPN, which includes the ACC network, but their deal isn't up till 2036. And as the saying goes, the price uh, today is not the price yesterday. And basically, because of the Big Ten's billion dollar deal and the SEC's like 800 plus million dollar deal, now, now the, the, the ACC is clearly in last place. And the difference between the ACC and the Big Ten is that when you look at the ACC, the ACC is made up of some schools that, quite frankly, football is not the driver. You think about a Syracuse, you think about a Duke, you think about Georgia Tech, even to an extent Wake Forest, though Wake Forest has had a very good program, football is not the driver of those schools. Uh, you know, listen, Duke loves to play Notre Dame in Durham because when they play Notre Dame in Durham, keep, uh, people actually come to the football game. So that's just, that's just all you need to know about Duke football. And although, and Duke has been a relevant program, um, but 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 and that Rob, that my man, shout out, shout out to Rob from Not the Same. That is correct. So, and I'm glad you made that point. So, what basically the AD of uh, uh, and, and the president at FSU went to the board, and they basically said. We need to go to ESPN. We need to go to our television partners. And because we are really the flagship franchise of the ACC, um, when they join from being an independent and Clemson, or probably over the last decade, we should get a bigger piece of the pot. Because right now, it's equal shares for everyone. 
And FSU is like, people come to our games. When we play on TV, we we're we're the we're the program that goes on prime time. Georgia Tech doesn't go on prime time. Wake Forest doesn't come on prime time. NC State doesn't come on prime time. We come on prime time. We should get a bigger piece of the pot. I don't think any of the other schools are going to go for that because basically what's going to happen when the other schools say no, the FSU and Clemson are basically going to say the first opportunity we have to leave with our television rights. Let me explain this real quick. It's about $120 million to get out of this media rights deal that the ACC has with uh, the ACC. And that's $120 million per school. But and you go back and you look at this when uh, Maryland left the ACC. It took Maryland, I want to say, three to, to five years. Um, did They did go bowling. That is correct. But past the voice, people don't go to Duke games. And I have covered Duke football for the last three games, and I absolutely love it. But listen, Duke students got better other, better things to do than like like creating mar- marvels of uh, uh, you know medical medical science and and prep you know for for law school. You know they're not trying to go to games. Um, football players can walk around Duke; no one really cares just because it's Duke. You know, um, but. Um, Exactly. They do not fill seats. But here's the thing about that. Although they don't fill seats, they get the same revenue share as Florida State in the conference. So what's going to happen? Those lesser schools are going to say, no, we're not going to give up some of our money to give Florida State and Clemson a larger share of the revenue. So they're going to get they're going to try to get as much money as they can for as long as they can. So if slash when FSU and Clemson are able to leave the conference and get their television rights. Because here's the thing. When Maryland left the the ACC years ago, they were not able to get a full share of their Big Ten money because, of their, because the ACC still owned some of their media rights for a period of time. Now, that said, we've seen this happen before. Go to the West Coast Conference, Gonzaga, was all set to leave the West Coast Conference and move into either the Mountain West uh, for their some of their other sports and then the Pac-12 for basketball. And basically they was like, what what, what can we do to make y'all stay? And Gonzaga was like, we want a bigger share of the conference money. And they said, okay. And Gonzaga's still in the WCC. So it's happened before. Um, should they? I don't know. Um, I, in one way, it's kind of like well, if if we if we're the drivers of the entertainment, we should get a larger share. But I think this is a play by the two flagship schools of the conference to get more money, so they don't fall behind the Floridas. Uh, that 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 is that is true, uh, you know. But yeah, they don't want to fall behind some of the bigger schools in the SEC and the Big Ten as it concerns resources so they can stay competitive on the field. So our next headline, let's go out West. Um, the PAC 12 still does not have a media deal. Now, Brett Yormark, he was brought 
in by the Pac-12 as the commissioner for one reason and one reason only, to get a better television deal. Brett Yormark has no experience in football. All of his experience is in entertainment deals. So they brought him in so they could get a better contract. And so far, no dice. And it it, it seems like they're in a situation to where um, you know, they're trying to get the best deal possible. But we've heard Apple TV is interested in a deal. Man, I don't know about putting football behind a paywall. I just I just think you're kind of setting yourself up for failure. And and, and it, it to me, going with a stream service would be as detrimental to the conference as the Pac-12 network has. So instead of doing what the ACC did, doing what the SEC did, and having their network uh, broadcast via ESPN, the Big Ten network is broadcast via Fox. The Pac-12 conference decided that they were going to take the full expense of broadcasting live sports and, and broadcast their network on their own. And, and and the former a the former um, conference commissioner basically bet on the Pac-12 and said if if it works everyone's gonna want us, and it didn't work. And and so now they they have this albatross of expenses. They can't sell the Pac-12 network to anyone, and now they can't get the deal that they want. And and they're coming and their television deal is coming in significantly less than the Big 12 who just signed their deal. So now you you got Apple TV. Amazon doesn't want a a full slate of games. They just want a Friday night game. So it looks like right now the Pac-12 is going to eventually full circle and and get back to Fox. And the, the one thing I thought they did was that was smart because you can kind of control of who gets who gets what games, so their games were being broadcast on Fox. Depending on the game, they had games broadcast on ESPN, and they also had games broadcast on CBS Sports. I, that model, in my view, works best for them. But I think that what's going to happen: the Big Ten got Big Ten got like a ten year deal, SEC got like a ten year deal. I want to say the Big 12's deal is about a decade. I think you're going to see the Pac-12 have a shorter deal. They're going to get a TV deal that's going to be five five years, five to seven years. Um, and so they'll, they'll, they may be able to get the the per um, – yeah, no, no. So that, that media rights is, is for all for all revenue sports. So, yeah, so yeah, you see that in, in football and, and, and basketball. So I think – but I think the deal is going to be shorter, and what that's going to allow the conference to do is get more per year. Because I think if they if they're looking for a ten to fifteen year deal, they're not going to get as much per year as they want, and they they're just going to need to get their act together and get their minds right and try to get a better deal in five years. Um, so along with spring practice, conference media days, and if y'all remember last year, Saban, Papa Nick, and Brother Jimbo going back. And fourth, will we get Saban Jimbo 2? And if we do, I am here for every word. Now, I'm going to tell you 
who's going to start some stuff if they let them start some stuff. Because you got Lane Kiffin and Oxford over there in the SEC West um, going to talk his stuff as well. I, I'm I'm hoping we get a couple fireworks. This kind of started a little bit in the Big Ten as well. I hope we get a couple some fireworks from, from Harbaugh and Ryan Day. Love that. My man Harbaugh said, listen, listen, how he bragging. My man started on third base. I love it. Listen, talk about each other's mamas. If you if you need some of your mama jokes, um, come hit me on Twitter at Pastor DDP. I will get you some of your mama jokes because you talk about each other's mamas. Um, you know, I'm I'm here for it all. Because listen, at the end of the day, this is an entertainment sport. It, it is it is about being entertaining and coaches, um, uh, Specifically, old white men, it's just funny when they talk trash to one another. Now, it helps when you can do what Harbaugh did, when you can talk your ish and then win. So, Jimbo, you're going to talk some stuff this year. You better win the game. And the game's in Bryant-Denny this year, so you probably won't win it, but you need to win the game. So I, I am all hyped to see if we're going to get some stuff stirred up in these media days. So we talked about the Pac-12 not having a television deal that could be making some of the partners a bit uneasy. And if it's making some of the partners a bit uneasy, we've seen conference realignment. We've seen conference expansion. Um, For example, this year, um, Houston, Cincinnati, uh, BYU and Central Florida make their debut in the Big 12 this year. Um, the Big 12 will be a super conference. Um, so that's going to be pretty neat to see. But that said, the Big 12's not done. According to reports by CBS Sports, uh, the the president, the conference commissioner, the Big 12 conference commissioner, he is in conversations with the four corner schools of the Pac-12. They are talking to the Arizona schools. That will be Arizona, Arizona State. They are talking to Colorado. And could, could Colorado make its triumphant return to the Big 12? If those four teams went, so now you got 14 because you had 10. Now you're adding four. You're going to take away Oklahoma and Texas after this season. It's their last year in the conference. So now you're going to be back down to 12. If you add two more, now you got 16. So listen, I think for Colorado, getting back in the Big 12 is a plus. They were in no man's land in the Pac-12. And so you got to understand, so when you move conferences, when you, when you look at teams that kind of move and not really have success, first of all, someone has to lose. And, and the fact of the matter is, it's real, real simple. Sometimes teams move into conferences. Listen, it's a reason that Rutgers is in the Big Ten. No disrespect to the Scarlet Knights, no disrespect to the State University of New Jersey, but the truth is the truth. Rutgers went to the Big Ten to lose games and get them checks. And Colorado went to the Pac-12 for the money, but you lose your recruiting base in Texas, and as a result, you're taking all these L's in the Pac-12. and But you're getting the money. But now this TV deal 
is looking real shaky. So now you're looking, hopefully, to go back into the Big Tour, and I think that would be beneficial um, for the Buffaloes. Although, um, two of your rivals are no longer in the Big Tour. Nebraska's in the Big Ten, and Texas is moving to the SEC. So, so that would be that would be in, in, interesting. That's true. But I tell you this: if you look, if you look at that thing long term, though, brother Rob, the one thing I will say about Colorado moving to the Big Twelve. If you think about it, them staying in the Pac-12 may be prudent because USC and UCLA are going to the Big Ten. And that's going to really put the Pac-12 up for grabs. Now, the only thing about USC and UCLA moving to the Big Ten and and putting the Pac-12 up for grabs, even with an expanded college football playoff, which this is the last year of the 14 playoff, we'll, we'll, be, going, we'll be going to 12 in 24-25. The one thing about that is, without USC and UCLA, I'm pretty confident that the Pac-12 would then become a one-bid league. So that's the only thing. So listen, coming up on the other side, we're gonna see. We're gonna talk about some teams who can make a run to the CFP, like TCU, and who can make a run to the New Year Six, like Tulane. After a word from our sponsor. It's not just about the love of the game. It's about dedication and commitment through the process and the patience to endure. There's joy in reaching your goals and peace in knowing you've done all you're supposed to do. Ozell Brand. It's not just a brand. It's a lifestyle. And we're back. So word on the street is Ozell Brand is in Walmart. Listen, if they make 14 double E's, man, I'm about to get me a pair. Uh, but look, thank y'all for vibing with us so so far this evening. If you can be so kind, please like the show, subscribe to the channel, share the gospel of my team, my voice sports with all of your friends, share it all around, uh, and please check in with MVP University every Thursday night. So, listen, no one saw TCU making a run to the playoffs. Now, and I don't want to I don't want to sound disrespectful to the Horn Frogs. I mean, one of the, one of the best mascots in college football. I mean, they got the whole Wakanda forever like motif going on on the on the home jerseys, you know what I'm saying? But there was a tremendous amount of luck with them getting to the college football playoff, they outcoached and outplayed Michigan in the national semifinal. But no one saw that coming. And the question is, is, is there a team that can do what TCU did and come out of nowhere and make this run? And then on the other side, Tulane coming out of the American. Now, they were in a group of five conference, and we know that the highest-rated group of five team gets the New Year's six bid. Tulane won three games the year before. They were displaced by a hurricane. If you go back years before that, um, uh, if, if you go back, if you go back before that, there was some talk in the 90s of Tulane either discontinuing football um, or going down a level 
to FCS. And here they are. Not only did they play in the Cotton Bowl, but they beat USC. So by that metric, now I, now somebody else did this topic, and I heard some people talk about Oklahoma or talk Texas or talk Wisconsin, but I don't think they qualify for this question because they're always good. Like Oklahoma, may, they, they weren't great last year, but they still figured out, even with all the injuries that they had on offense, they still made it to a bowl game. Texas, I'm not going on my soapbox about how overrated Texas is. I'm not doing that tonight. But Texas found a way to a bowl game. Wisconsin did not have a Wisconsin-like year, but found a way to a bowl game. So the teams I have on my list are teams that did not have great years. Um, they've been down for a couple years, uh, with the exception of one team that had a really good year last year, that I think may be able to kind of come out of nowhere, no one see it coming, and make a run at the college football playoff. So my so I have I have five teams. I'll give you number five. So my number five team are the North Carolina Tar Heels. They got they got Drake Daddy Dimes made coming back. Uh, reportedly, this man was offered millions of dollars to go elsewhere in the portal. He decided to come back to Chapel Hill. Uh, I have an article coming out soon about the top newcomers to the to the um, ACC conference, and I'm gonna do. A, a tiny bit of, of bad podcasting here for a moment and uh and uh take a look. So so Kent State got raided by the portal. Uh, one one name we'll talk about when we talk about quarterbacks, but they lost their quarterbacks, but they also lost their two best wide receivers. Now uh um my my man Dante Cephas got the most love um, from that duo, he's going to Penn State, but Devontae Walker actually led the Golden Flashes in receptions and yards. He led the conference in yards and led the conference in touchdown receptions and set a school record for time for touchdown receptions. So, although North Carolina is you is losing Josh Downs, um, they're gonna they got. Um, a guy who can step right in. They also got their highest rated recruit out of high school is a guy named Chris Culliver, who's 6'3 and nearly 180. I mean, he's a 50-50 ball guy right now. Now, And, and I know that um, you know Phil Longo is, is going to be in Wisconsin this year as the offensive coordinator, but I do think that if, if I was looking for a team to completely come out of nowhere and kind of has what you need to do that, I would say is North is North Carolina. Okay. North Carolina, number one, you got the quarterback. And in this game, if you don't have the quarterback, you're not gonna make it very far. And Drake May was one of the best quarterbacks in college football last year. He's gonna be one of the best quarterbacks in college football again this year. My number 14, let's go to the Big 12. It, it's gotta be Kansas State. Kansas State won the Big 12 last year. Now they get listen. They got smoked by Alabama in the Sugar Bowl. You, you cannot, you cannot, uh, you 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 cannot uh, dismiss that they did. They got they got smoked, um, and you, you're not gonna have the Deuce will not be loose. Deuce Vaughn will be in the league, but number one, I think for Kansas State, Chris Kleiman has indeed recruited well. Um, and Will Howard will be back. 
I think they're going to find a way to get their first top 100 recruit in ages, Avery Johnson, uh, on the field. Um, they, they, they play nasty defense. I think if things break right, uh, I have not seen any schedules yet, so I don't know what their non-conference looks like, but I think they're good enough to navigate the Big 12 without a loss because they'll probably need to go undefeated. I, you know, if things break, listen, TCU played, I want to say, four games where they ended up having to play the backup quarterback. One of those games was Kansas State in the regular season. I want you to keep in mind that if they they were getting smoked and Adrian Martinez gets hurt, Will Howard gets hurt. They're on a the third string quarterback. If either Martinez or Howard stays healthy, TCU gets two losses, and we're not talking about TCU in the CFP. So anything can happen. My third team is TCU because no one's checking for TCU this year. Okay, Ken, Kendra Miller is gone. Uh, nephew Tomlinson is is gone. Um, Max Hacksaw, Max Duggan, the quarterback is gone. I don't think they're going to lose much at quarterback. They'll probably Trent Chandler Morris is going to probably step in and start this year for the home front, but they lost a lot off this team and, and no one's really checking for them in the big 12. And they do, they, they bring back some solid talent on that roster. They can make a run in the big 12. My number two team, either my, it's the Miami hurricanes. Now, listen, We'll see how much Coach Cristobal is willing to let go. Um, of of the offense, that's going to be huge. Um, you bring in a guy who's from that kind of air raid spread scheme, and that's what gave. That's when Tyler Van Dyke had the most success. He'll be back. We got a lot of players back. Uh, from injury, so the the talent is there. The, there there are a lot of infrastructural questions I have about Miami, but if they can put it all together. They have enough talent to make a run in the ACC. My number one, the team whose home stadium is sponsored by a company that makes potato salad. We're going to Corvallis, Oregon. I got clowned last year by talking about the Oregon State Beavers. Clown me if you want to. The Oregon State Beavers held USC to their season lows in points and yards. If they would have had a quarterback, they would have won that game. And you know what they got this year? A quarterback. The defense returns almost everybody. You bring DJ Uyangalale on that team, he's going to be the difference maker. If there's any team, now they won 10 games last year, but if there's any team that can come out of nowhere and make a run to the CFP that no one expects, and it won't be easy in the Pac-12 this year because the Pac-12 this year is the conference of quarterbacks, but if any team can do it, it will be the Oregon State Beavers making a run. Go Bees. Let's do it. Make a run to the CFP, baby. Let's go. Okay, so we're going to end. Uh, research, research, 
He said, I never, <laughs> he never heard of a grab by a stadium. So, Reeser Stadium. Reeser, so I, I am in, I am located in Northwest Indiana. We have Jewel grocery stores. Jules sells Reeser potato salad. And that is the corporate sponsor um, for um, Oregon State's home stadium. Um, they have a plant in Corvallis, which is where Oregon State is. I don't know if the owner of Reeser's Foods is an Oregon State alum, but they sponsor the stadium. And I just find it funny that the potato salad company Sponsors the state of you got to get your money where you can get your money. So last up, um, last up this evening, um, listen, we're heading in the spring, and there are some there are some jobs. Um, you're right, you're right. They they got to be perfect because I, I don't think the non-con is going to be super tough for Oregon State. But and, and the Pac-12 is the Pac-12. Listen, no. No one's going to really give the Pac-12 the respect they deserve this year. You look at, Rob, when you look at the quarterbacks in that conference, even at the bottom, like Arizona State went and got Drew Pine from Notre Dame out of the portal, but they also signed Jaden Rashada, right? Arizona's going to have Jaden Deloria, who was very good last year. Washington State's got Cam Ward, took them some time to adjust from FCS to FBS, but the second half of the season, Cam Ward balled out. Colorado, of course, he's got Shador, you know, um, UCLA. Let's start with UCLA. So UCLA, perfect segue. Uh, Crispy, that's very disrespectful to the Pac-12, bro. That's disrespectful. Pac-Man is not better than the Pac-12. Do not say such things on this show. You will, sir, you will receive demerits, and you will be put on academic probation. You know better than that, Crispy. So let's talk. Let's let's go to uh, let's go to Westwood. Let's go to Beverly Hills and talk about the UCLA Bruins. So you might not know who Colin Schley is, but Colin Schley was the starting quarterback of the Kent State Golden Flashes um, under former head coach, now offensive coordinator of the Colorado Buffalo, Sean Lewis. He runs a very similar system to what Chip Kelly runs. However, UCLA has. Five-star flip, Dante Moore. Is Dante Moore ready, plug-and-play, day one, coming out of high school, to go play for the Bruins? If he's not, you got Schley, who can take the reins until Moore's ready. But I think I think Dante Moore has all the tools, and, 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 and Chip Kelly's offense it's very quarterback friendly. He has he's going to have every opportunity to start. That is going to be so is you so is the Pac-12. See, Crispy, listen, I'm trying to get through my points, man. And you just being disrespectful to the Pac-12. Watch Pac-12 football this fall and, and and come back on the show in October and please tell me that I'm right. Um so that's going to be a good one. I'm going to tell you another good one. Um CJ Stratus, he's out of there. He's gone. Um, so who is going to start at quarterback for the Ohio State Buckeyes? Now, they did pick up Tristan Jebbia in in the transfer portal, but I think Jebbia is, is purely for um purely for for depth. I think it's gonna come down between uh 
Cal McCord, uh, junior Cal McCord, and redshirt freshman Devin Brown. Uh, I have no idea who's going to win this quarterback battle. I think I think this is as wide open as that position has been probably since before Terrell Pryor got there. Um, it, it's been a while since it's been that wide open. One thing about it, whoever Ryan Day starts at QB1 for Ohio State, they got straight up studs to throw to. You still got Marvin Harrison Jr. to throw to. You got Julian Fleming. You got Emeka Abuka. You got all world uh, true freshmen coming in, Brandon Ennis. You're going to have Trevion Henderson and Maya Williams and, and Dallin Hayden in the backfield. There, there, there will be no short of weapons in Columbus for whoever ends up starting for the Buckeyes. Number three, got to go with MVP, JT's team, the Florida Gators. Now, I'm going to tell you this, and I don't want to sound – I don't want – wow, that's cold-blooded, Crispy. I will say this, though. The Sun Belt is an entertaining brand of football. I am a fan of the Sun Belt. Anytime you have a team in the conference – Whose mascot is 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 named after a a book that I used to teach when I taught seniors? Um, that would be the Chanticleers of of uh, Jeffrey Chaucer Canterbury Tales fame. Uh, you are all right with me, um, but let's talk about the Florida Gators. There's there's no way Billy Napier can go in a season with Grand Mertz as your starting quarterback. Because there's no way you could watch tape of the Wisconsin Badgers the last two seasons and think you're going to compete and get to a bowl game with Graham Mertz as your starting quarterback. Now, you do have uh, Jack Miller, um, who came over from Ohio State, and you have Max Brown. But I got to be honest, I really don't think the starting quarterback for the Gators is on, is on the roster right now. I think Florida, along with a couple other teams that are not settled at quarterback, um, they actually do. Um, they have their sights set. Let's go ahead and segue to it. They have their sights set on number two. They got their sights set on the Georgia Bulldogs. Wow, Sun Chips too crispy. You in you in the pocket tonight, buddy. Um, but I so so I think they got their eyes on the Georgia Bulldogs. So Georgia, um. It's a three-way battle. You got Carson Beck, you got Brock Vandergriff, you got Gunnar Stockton. Whoever loses, there's gonna be one of those one of those two backups are gonna be in the portal. Now, you gotta Kobe and Shaq this thing, right? If if Carson Beck wins the job and he's the veteran, and Kirby likes veterans at quarterback, that's why you saw. You know, Jake from State From, who couldn't throw in paper airplanes for two years, and then you got you know uh, Stetson, uh, taper fade Ben uh, 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 Bennett. So I think Beck wins the job. It may be his to lose, but it, I, I think it would be somewhat foolhardy not to give Vandergriff and Stockton opportunity to win the job. They're the blue chippers. They they've got all the upside. They've got all the ceiling. And I think if you're Kirby, if Carson Beck ends up winning the job, I think you 
basically tell Brock Vandergriff, hey, look, man, thank you for your time. If you want to go someplace and start, we'll go and transfer. Because you don't let you don't let the young guy die. Because if Carson Beck plays well but doesn't ball out, he's gonna run it back another season. Now, if he balls out, if he's in New York, they win a third straight natty, then he's gone. But you want you want Gunnar Stockton, A, who was the higher rated prospect coming out of high school, but also B, you'll get three years. You'll get well, I say you get at least two of Stockton, maybe three. You won't get that time with Brock Vandergriff. So I think so I think you'll see Vandergriff in a portal before Stockton. And you know, listen, the truth is both of them may end up in a portal. So I think a lot of eyes are going to be on that. But I got to tell you, and I flipped it at the last minute on my producer tonight, my number one has got to be in Austin, Texas. Because all of the reports coming out of New Orleans, coming out of Louisiana, in the Manning camp was that Arch was coming to Texas. He was going to take his red shirt. He was going to develop. And then we will see what Queen Ewers is going to do this year. He balls out. He goes to the league, you know, whatever. If not, then he would compete with Arch year two. That's not the case. Arch is coming for the number one spot this fall. So we got Arch Manning, the most hyped recruit in the modern recruiting era. Yes, a lot of it has to do with the last name. Let's not get that twisted. Versus probably one of the highest rated recruits in modern recruiting, in Quinn Kambucha T. Ewers. And listen, hey, listen, and, and Quinn, he ain't playing. My man done cut the mullet. Listen, he said, he said, ain't no party in the back no more, bro. We ain't doing that no more. He he want to come from, he, hey, he like, he like, he like Eddie King Jr. on Five Heartbeats. You want my spot, Flash? Huh? You want my spot? He He's not having it. This is going to be one that I expect to go well into the summer. My only question is, if, (laughs) what, you, listen, Crispy, you try saying Quinn Kambucha T. Ewers three times fast. I practiced that all afternoon to bring that to the show. But listen, listen, Quinn is not giving up that number one spot. Not to Arch. But if he loses the job, I think the biggest thing in the track, if Quinn Ewers is not the starting quarterback of the Texas Longhorns, does Quinn go to the portal? That would be interesting. So that would be that 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 would Quinn would be one of the most sought-after transfers. Um, transfer quarterbacks that we've had probably, I mean, Caleb Williams is recent. This this portal thing ain't been too long, but probably the most the most sought after transfer quarterback since Caleb. Now the difference is every everybody with 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 two eyes, two ears, one mouth, and one nose knew Caleb Williams was going to USC. He was following Lincoln Riley to USC. Everybody knew that. Um, just like everybody knew Travis Hunter was following Dion to Colorado. But we don't really know where Quinn Ewers would end up if he ended up in the portal. So, listen, keep track of these quarterback battles. They're going to be interested. 
Now, listen, Crispy, don't come for the Irish, bro. Don't come from the Irish. Listen, you just because you went to school with Bobby Boucher down to uh, South Central Louisiana State. Um, don't 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 come from the Irish because we're gonna do some things. We we're gonna we're gonna do some things this year. So listen, listen. I hope you enjoyed the show. Um, I love interacting with y'all. Uh, thank y'all for pulling up and coming through. We appreciate it. God bless you. Keep you. Have a smile upon you and give you peace. Until next week. Thank you for stopping by the professor's office so we could drop a little knowledge on you. Until next week, God bless you. Peace. Sports fans rejoice. You're listening to my team, my voice with MTMV Sports.